Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of She Slays Today podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, um, and I'm super excited about today's episode. Um, I don't know, I feel like I say that every time, but for those of you who know me, you know I really like social media a lot, sometimes too much. I, I think if you polled my family, I don't know that we'd want to ask, ask that, but um, today's about social media and I'm very excited about it. So... Um, let's see what's going on in life. Uh, so last week was chiropractic's, um, 125th birthday, which I don't know. I'm always just going to be real here. Um, it's also my anniversary. So I I think that's probably where most of my brain goes towards like, what is my gift going to be from my husband or what kind of celebration am I going to do for me? Cause I'm, just very selfish. Um, but I see all of these chiropractors celebrating in their, um, in their clinics. And I'm like, do people care? <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying they do or they don't. I just, I look and I go like, well, that's cool. And it is good table talk for that day for sure. Um, but do patients care? Like is being around for 125 years impressive? to them like or are they like oh that's it I I don't know I am honestly I'm just asking questions I have uh I think if I were a patient and I went into my dentist and they were like you came on the greatest day ever dentistry has been around for I don't know how long do we think dentistry has been around for 200 years I'd be like sweet do I get like my name in a drawing or something are there cupcakes I don't know. I would just be like, you seem really excited about this. So I think where I came back to on that is it's good table talk. It's a good opportunity for table talk. And if you don't have something more important happening on that day, like your anniversary, then I can see where it's just like a fun reason to get cupcakes and balloons and just do something. What else are you doing in September? Um, My favorite, well, not my favorite memory of our wedding, but I was telling Kirby on our anniversary trip that we just did that I loved um, at our wedding, we had a live band and somebody told the band, so we got married on September 18th and somebody told the band like, hey, 
it's chiropractic's birthday. There's a ton of chiropractors here. Can you play happy birthday? And um, so out of nowhere, the band said, like, made an announcement, like, hey, today's more than just Lauren and Kirby getting married. It's chiropractic's birthday. And everyone just went wild because there's a ton of chiropractors there. Um, and they sang, uh, they say it's your birthday. So that's just one of my fun memories from our wedding. That's like, oh, chiropractic was present. Anyways, what are we doing today? Oh, yes. Let's do a listener highlight. So this one is from Dr. Ashley. And it says, I love your podcast. Episode 13 was the best. Um, I'm pretty sure that that was the episode with Dr. Denisa Weber. I should have checked that. I'm pretty sure. Um, Thank you for being bold and true and talking about stuff that we truly want to listen to. By the way, the spiritual gift you guys were talking about is the gift of healing. I tell everyone that is my gift. Truly amazing. Keep doing what you're doing, girl. So much good stuff you are throwing out there. Love, Dr. Ashley. Thank you very much, Dr. Ashley. Um, And thanks for... (laughs) You know, like, uh, this is a full-time job. If somebody wanted to actually answer all the questions that I randomly ask in episodes where it's like, wait, is, is the cheese supposed to be on the potato? I don't know. Uh, or all the just weird sayings I say, somebody would have to like, it would be almost a full-time job being like, okay, so this is how you say that. And no, um, Bruce Springsteen didn't write that song. And anyway. So thank you for answering whatever question I had in episode 13. But today, today we are bringing back Dr. Rebecca Risk. Um, So she actually, this is her second time on the podcast. She was on episode 33 um, and it was called All Things Instagram. So on Instagram, her handle is the chiropractic guru. Uh, she practices in Fort Worth, Texas. She actually just made the switch um, from being an associate to opening her own, which is applause. If Kirby wouldn't be mad at me for like messing with sound quality, I, I would applause right now. Um, so she's a chiropractor and I like having her on the show because she does Instagram well, like she does a good job, um, you know, and it's it's one of those things where it's like I could go get an Instagram expert who's got like three million followers, but I really just want to have a chiropractor like show me how to use Instagram as a chiropractor and I can ask all those very specific questions um, and she does a great, great job. So we recorded this about a month ago Um So I don't think anything too crazy has changed, except for the fact that reels are now like the it thing. Um, But stories are still super relevant. We're going to dig into Instagram stories. Um, So we're getting a little more specific how to use them, how often to use them, what to post. Um, I, per usual, just ask a bunch of stupid questions. I tell you guys. Um, But so since recording, I... Um, started posting every day like she recommends. And I fought her on it multiple times. You will hear me in the episode going, are you sure every day? What about every other day? Um, But since doing that and posting almost every day now, um, views on my stories have gone up 50% and engagement. So I don't know. I think think she might know what she's talking about, you guys. Okay, so before we jump into that conversation on Instagram stories, oh man, of all the episodes, anytime I'm talking about social media and bearing my complete like 
craziness and vanity as an Enneagram three. We, we deal with some of these things. Okay, guys, um, like the Enneagram three is pro- the three and the seven are probably like the Instagram people. Um, like the influencers in the wild. Do you guys follow influencers on the wild on Instagram? Okay, stop what you're doing. No, keep listening to the episode. But the next time that you are safely on Instagram, you need to follow influencers in the wild. It is so funny, but it's really messed with me because now like when I'm standing in front of a statue, I just feel stupid. And Kirby's like, smile, do something. And I'm like, I feel like Every social media has been ruined. No, it's not ruined. Um, anyways, we're going to pray. That was my whole point in coming back to saying, like, I'm a little messed up. I blame my Enneagram 3-ness. And so it's good to get centered when we're talking about um, things like social media. Dear God, thank you for these people listening. Thanks for them being so patient with me. Um, I know this episode will have a lot of listens uh, because we as a society love social media. Um, Help us to care more about your opinion than likes. Um, Help us to follow people that inspire us um, and be just have barriers up, protective barriers in our brain of what we're consuming and really be conscious of what is What is feeding us? What is entertaining us? And what is silently triggering us? And what is quietly and like just so small and secretly damaging our thoughts uh, about ourselves and what we have and how blessed we are and how to be grateful? Um, There's no room for us to be our innate bodies, version of perfection, what you've created us to be um, when we're distracted by impressing others and fall prey to things like comparison. So allow social media to be for us the amazing tool that it is, um, a tool to get a message out, to impact others in our communities um, and in our profession, and let that be it. And then let it be fun. In your name we pray. Amen. Okay, crew, so here is Dr. Rebecca Risk talking about Instagram stories. All right, so Dr. Rebecca, welcome back again. You are officially in the small group of double header people, and uh, not double header, people who've made it out of the show twice. <laughs> so you didn't screw it up, welcome back. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me back. It was so fun last time I had to come back again. Well, I mean, you know, Social media, it's a bit, it's a bit of a thing. It's a big one. So I knew we weren't going to cover it all in one episode. Um, And the last episode that we had you on, you were really talking about just Instagram in general and like feed. Um, And even since then, like this just shows you how quickly (laughs) social media works. I mean, since then, stories has kind of become like the new like, uh, yeah, you got to do the feed, but like stories is really where you're going to get engagement. I guess we'll have to have you back for reels at some point in six months. I don't know. <laughs> like, so, but today we're talking stories and I am excited because you are really good at them. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm so excited to, to, to give some tidbits and tricks on how to really excel with stories and why it's important. 
Yeah. So before we jump in, um, you would post it on stories. Um, just kind of some issues with like your wedding in 2020. <laughs> are you married or are did you get married? Yes. So I am married. I have been married for two years now, actually. Okay. So when I first came to Texas, I, of course, I'm Canadian, so I had to go through the immigration process. In order to be able to work here in Texas, we had to get married within 90 days. So we got engaged when I first moved here, and then um, we got married 90 days after that. And so we were like, okay, well, let's just keep it on the down low that we got married because we really did want to do the ceremony and celebrate and all that stuff. But we didn't want it to take away from it. So we were just like, okay, just close families and friends will know that we're married, but everyone else won't basically. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, COVID happened. And so it was supposed to be in 2020. Yes. June 2020 was supposed to be the date. Um, and we actually, in April, when it all first began in March or when the COVID yeah. just kind of like started, um, we were like, okay, how serious is this? And I'm sure a lot of couples were going through this, like, is this going to affect the wedding? Do we have enough time to kind of figure things out? And by April, we just kind of had to call the shots and say, hey, like we, we may have to postpone or completely cancel it. So we had family members and friends that were already booking flights because we were having the wedding in Canada. So we're thankful that we did actually cancel because they closed the borders. Yeah. So no way anyway for us to get over there. So we're happy that, I mean, everything worked out the way it was supposed to, but um, yeah, we're, we're still chatting about when we, when we're going to post like reschedule it and, and do it again. So I keep kicking the can down. Like I'm such a, um, I don't even want to call myself an optimist because I'm totally not an optimist. I'm actually kind of an asshole, but I just don't, um, I'm just, I, since March, I was like, it'll be fine. So like if I had a wedding in June, I'd have been like, it'll be fine. And then like, come like May 15th, I'd have been like, I don't know if it's going to be fine. And so now I'm kind of going through the same shit where our family goes to like Mexico or just the Caribbean for a week, um, usually in January. And like a month ago, I was like, oh, we're for sure still going. And Kirby's just like, I need you to start bracing yourself that we might not. And I'm like, are you joking? By January, Kirby, it'll be fine. And he's like, I don't know if it will. And so then I'm like, how we have to be able to go because how is the Caribbean going to be able to be supported if we get so like, I just start like making these defenses for myself. And he's like, but ultimately, honey, you know, you don't get to make the decision. Right. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> So, so yeah, I'm, I'm impressed that you guys made that call. The, I guess it sucks. So now will the yeah. wedding in Texas? So we're honestly, we've kind of just stopped thinking about it for now, just because we felt like it was, th there was so much uncertainty even to this day. Mm -hmm. So we were just kind of like, let's just kind of focus on other things right now. And when it really does clear up and we're quote unquote back to normal, um, then we'll start thinking about it again because we didn't want to have to pick a day and then it happen again, or we go through a second wave or whatever the case was. Right. So we were just kind of like learned our lesson from the first time. Let's just, let's just take a break from it all. And, and it's kind of crazy because it was around the corner and everything was already not fully paid for, but all the deposits were paid for and all that stuff. So 
um, we just didn't want to have to do that again and then lose out on deposits yeah. and things like that again. So, but you have your wedding dress. Oh yeah. So the thing that I'm stressing the most for you is that you have to say your wedding dress size indefinitely. (laughs) I would just be like, oh my God, there's no way I'm going to be able to stay this size for a year. Oh God, we need to get married. Just somebody take photos of me in this damn dress so there's proof I was this skinny. What's funny, Dr. Lauren, is that I didn't even alter it. I was like, I'm not going to, I'm going to take it as is because you know how they upsize and they're like, well, just in case, blah, blah, blah. And then they do the alterations after So when I received the dress, we had already made the decision and I was like, well, I'm just going to leave it the way it is. And then when the day comes again, you're right. So then we're plus or minus 10. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. Well, let's, let's dig in then. So for those that I think there's a very, very tiny population that would listen to the show that don't understand the difference or the importance of Instagram stories, you know, what's the, like, what's kind of the theory behind a st- posting on your story versus your feed? Like, how would you explain the difference between them? Yeah. So I absolutely love, and I think it's probably Instagram's best feature is the, the Instagram stories. And the reason for that is because you're able to really showcase and relate to people through Instagram stories. Your feed is great. Um, You know, the captions are good to be able to kind of show people who you are and educate people and things like that. But to really be able to show off your personality and who you are as a person, the stories is an unbelievable platform to do that. So that's what I use my stories for particularly. And to be honest with you, I think that's what really increases my engagement Because people are able to see a person, like know exactly that there is a person, a human behind the account, who they are, how their heart is, personality, what they do behind the scenes, things like that. So I think that that's what's really helped me grow um, my platform on Instagram. So it's just a really great tool to just honestly be yourself and be creative and um, you don't have to think much about it. It's just something that you can do every day. It's quick. It's fun. You can uh, communicate and build relationships through it. Um, and I think it's great. So if you're not using Instagram stories to this day, to your advantage, you're definitely missing out. So hopefully after this episode, it inspires you to, to use them. Do you have to do it every day? Okay. So I think that you should do it as much as you can, but to be honest with you, Showing up every single day is probably my number one tip for Instagram stories. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I, I know. Like, nah, girl, you're fine. Just like <laughs> randomly ghosting your people is cool. <laughs> so I think that maybe not posting as much on your feed is totally fine. And you posting to when, you know, is most convenient for you, you could get away with. But I think the stories is really what keeps you um, top of mind when it comes to, um, your audience and your following. So I think that that accountability and it's, it's deeper than just posting a story. It's showing up and it's being accountable and it's being, um, just reliable to your audience and just knowing that they know that you're there all the time, every single day for them. And I think that's what really helps. 
Okay. So you're saying like really the way that the trend is going is that because they used to say like in order to grow, you need to post in your feed every day. Mm -hmm. But now you'd say like kind of post authentically and well in your feed, but show up every day in your stories. Yes, absolutely. How does posting in my stories help me grow? That's a great question. So again, it just, it, it solidifies your community. It, because you're showing up, you're really being there for your community and for your following. Now there's so many tips and tricks on how to increase your following through your stories. And that's a whole other, um, you know, conversation, but can we I have think, it a little while though? Cause I want to know the answer. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. You can finish this up first, but then I really want to come back to that. <laughs> yeah. We'll come back to it for sure. But it's, it's, there's just so many little tricks that can help you really grow and get more exposure on from your stories to increase your following. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's honestly, if you're not using it, I think, I think you're really, you're, you're missing, missing out on the opportunity to grow your community um, and to really build relationships with your community. And if you're a chiropractor or have a business um, or using your Instagram for business, it's a really great way to increase sales, increase patience through your door. Um, whatever it is that you do, I have a lot of hairstylists and lash techs um, that also are in my community. So your clients, customers, whoever it is, to really get them through the door because you're one of the, the main things that I've noticed these days, especially with the millennials and the Gen Zs, is that we're not buying products, we're buying what's behind the product, mm-hmm. right? So for example, if you're buying a cake, Yes, you're, you're purchasing the cake, but you're also really buying into the baker. And that's the, that's the essence of it. Okay, so when you say that, um, I feel bad as a chiropractor. Okay, so let's see. What's my question here? I think, Lauren. <laughs> so I'm a chiropractor, and let's say that I have my personal chiropractic Instagram page. What do I have to be educating all the time on that? Because you said it's more about personality. So like, how do I know what to post in on there? Like, you know, like, yeah. Like what's the, what's the fine line between, because like, obviously I'm not going to show like Instagram stories of me twerking in the club. (laughs) Yeah. I get what you're saying. So like, but do it, does it have to be like, I only eat organic and like, do I have to be constantly educating? Where's the line on, this is who I am as a real person, but there's also purpose behind what I'm showing. Okay. So I really use my feed to educate, um, and truly expose who I am as a chiropractor and as a doctor. Okay. But when it comes to stories, you want to connect on a human to human level. Okay. Because like I said, you're not just buying the product, but you're, you're buying the person behind the product. So for example, if you're a chiropractor and you're showing your adjustments and educating on posture and things like that, that's fine and dandy, but people want to see who, who's behind the adjustment? Who's behind, like, what kind of person are they? Do they care? Are they empathetic? Are they a real, like, human? Um, and that's what people buy. Because, yes, they see, 
okay, yeah, she adjusts really well. Not that they would really know off of the video, but oh, she, you know, she gives these, she does these treatments that I'm interested in. But I'm also really in love with the person that she is, right? And then those two together make the sale. Got really it. promote you in a way that um, it wouldn't otherwise. So for example, if you're doing like a Google search or if you're doing, um, you know, you're going on LinkedIn or whatever the case may be, people are buying and people are um, want to be able to relate to you. And it's just the times have changed, I think. And I think that also um, you have to remain professional, but also not be afraid to show who you are type of thing. Yeah. Um, for example, there was a whole movement about um, how doctors and nurses and all this stuff can't be wearing bikinis and posting in like, you know, sexy dresses and things like that. But that's what people relate to. That's what people really love about about all of that. So, and that's one of the main feedback um, that I get from patients who are from Instagram and just my, my following is that like, we really see you as a person, like you, you seem to really care. And yes, they may have got that through my feed and my caption and my posts, maybe, but I think where they really got that is from the stories. And over time. And over time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So I have multiple people that, you know, Instagram is like, oh, you like watching these people's stories and they post frequently. And I would say 99% of the time, I don't have, I don't know that I've ever had the thought about them of like, gosh, they're posting again. Like really there's not as much conscious thought as an absorber. Like if I'm just not in the mood for your story today, I just swipe left you know, type of thing. Like, I don't think like, oh my gosh, Dr. Rebecca's in my feed again. But when it comes to me posting, that's the thought I can't get out of my head is that people are just going to be like, Lauren, I don't care that you're on the stair stepper. Lauren, I don't care that you're on your second pot of coffee. I don't care. Like, I don't care. And I feel like I'm going to annoy them. Yeah. I need people yeah. to like me. This is really what it comes <laughs> down to. And I'm worried that if I annoy them by posting too much, mm-hmm. they won't like me. But that's not my, been my, like, that hasn't been my experience with people who post a lot. So you're saying you just, I have to get over that. Right. Like you have to also put yourself in, in their, sh- like, you have to see it the other way too, right? Because we're like our harshest critic. And yeah. like, of course I have those sentiments too. Sometimes when I post, I'm like, oh gosh, like, what do they get to think about this? Or do they even care? Or but that's where stories is super important at the same time, because you're able to filter what people like and what they don't like, right? Using polls and question boxes and your insights, like knowing like which, okay, so if I post about my workouts, wow, like my views went up skyrocket versus when I post like a picture. Okay. Or, um, so you're able to kind of filter out, okay, like maybe you feel that way and maybe it's true, but maybe most of the time it's not. But if you feel that way, then really get to know your audience and know what they love. And so this way you're posting, you're posting for them and serving them properly, basically. So you don't feel like, oh, well, like, I don't even know if they're going to like this or um, do they even care? Um, So that's when those tools really come in handy so that you're able to kind of know, okay, yes, they, they do want to see this. And I, you know, I've done the the research and I've done the, the polls and things like that to really know that my audience loves this more. So that's the really cool thing about Instagram stories is that you're able to do that and see that. Okay. So I like, 
So it sounds like you do a little bit of work, you know, if you're posting every day um, for maybe a week or two, you're really focusing on like looking at the analytics and like experimenting with, I'll show this part of my day versus this. But then the idea is that once you've kind of analyzed like, all right, when I did this on Wednesday, that was really successful versus on Thursday, the numbers dropped after I posted this. So then the idea is that going forward, you go, these are the things, these are the parts of my day that I share because I've learned that my audience likes when I share these parts of the day. Absolutely. I'm such okay. a quick learn. Aren't I a good student? <laughs> okay. So, so um, quick question, hopefully. What's the deal on like stealing people's, um, uh, what is it called? Effects or like... I feel like if tomorrow I showed a thing of me like drinking coffee, even, even if it wasn't like, cause I don't use vital proteins um, because I think it goes against my intermittent fast. I'm not really sure though. I'm lazy and I haven't figured it out, but anyways, I'm a black coffee drinker. So even if I just did like a boomerang of me drinking coffee, I'd be like, now Rebecca's going to be mad because that coffee is her thing. And I also stole her preset or not her preset, her, what's it called? Effect. I don't, I use the That's same filter. filter. Yeah. I use the oh, same yeah. filter and now she's going to be mad at me. So like people are just like, yeah, they're not thinking about it that much. I think that like me personally, I don't really, it doesn't affect me at all. Um, I actually love when people like find things that they love and start using them um, because that's the beauty about it. Um, but I think also maybe if you feel that way, like you're like, oh, maybe she's going to be mad if I stole this. But I also you go around always, and feeling that way. <laughs> <laughs> you could always um, give a shout out. So say like, so inspired by Dr. Rebecca's, you know, collagen coffee creamer morning coffee post. I have to do one myself. Uh, that kind of thing. So then it's like. Then it follows like social media, like uh, politeness and etiquette. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't necessarily. Care. see anything wrong with it yeah. but I do know a lot of um like influencers and stuff like that that have mentioned like okay before you know before I started posting about this this person never posted about it or like they kind of look more mm -hmm. into it and notice it but again that's their like job right is to promote and to um they like they make money off of of promoting certain products and things like that I don't personally so it's just fun for me. And yep. when people, um, and oftentimes I'll get a message saying, Hey, like, I really want to try that collagen. What do you think about it? And then they start posting about it. I'm like, that's so cool because they were able to find something that they love and now they post about it. Yeah. So I, I think, think that's the root of the question or like kind of the point is that so many of us just feel like imposters when we start trying to grow really in any arena like let's be honest right now we're talking about like hey person who's not using instagram stories you should be it's really good for your brand and just for your followers to connect with you so these people who haven't been using it are going to be being pushed out of their comfort zone and we just feel like a bunch of imposters because we're like all right i'll just watch what other people are doing successfully and try and mimic it. But that's kind of what life is, is like, yep, look at the people who are doing a good job of it. Keep it authentic. Like don't, you know, 
be a copycat that doesn't feel authentic, but like, yes, don't re you don't need to reinvent the wheel here. Right. Right. And I'm, I fall victim of that. I've, the people who I look up to on social media, I've done the same thing. So you don't think that these big name people's like people do that, but they do. They do. It's just part of the part of part of the game and a part of it. You see something and you're like, wow, I really like how she did that or how he did that. And you adapt it and you yeah. start putting, you know, so it's, it's whether or not like you want to shout out the person and saying, Hey, like, you know, I, I was really inspired by what you did on this story. I wanted to try it out. And it doesn't have to be something that you put on your story, but maybe messaging them and say, Hey, I really like, like that, that you do or but honestly, it's, I think it's a part of the game. And I think it's the beauty of it is that we are all able to um, learn from each other and do things that feel right for us and actually put it out there. So um, I love it all. Awesome. Okay. So how do we increase followers using Instagram uh, stories? Okay. So my first tip is a really easy one but sometimes people don't do it. And I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode is to show up every day. I think that that's super important. No matter what it is, if it's a video or a quick picture or just a, hey, hope you guys have a good day today, no matter what, just show up every day because your followers feel that. You may not think that. And that's what's funny about Instagram is that you don't really know how they're receiving it. But I can guarantee that they appreciate and love that you're there every single day. So that's number one. I have a, I have a question about that. <laughs> so how many counts as showing up every day? So like, I get that it's called a story. So like the, and I've never seen you just post like one thing. It's usually, you know, multiple so what's like the bare minimum that constitutes the story? A beginning, a middle, an end, right? That's what we learned. So like three? I would say, yeah, around that. I would. Um, and another thing about showing up every day is that you're top of mind um, every single morning and throughout the day. So it all depends. We're all busy bees. So try and do it to where you don't feel overwhelmed but just making the effort to show up and do at least one to three stories per day. Um, I think that that goes a long way, but we are all busy. So whatever works with your schedule and feels good and feels comfortable, I think that that's great. But if you're someone who really is focused on growing their following and is serious about it, and maybe you're using your Instagram account for your business, I think that that's a really important um, factor and making that effort will give you the results sub question b i promise we're gonna let you get to point two (laughs) (laughs) am i better off posting one to two kind of unrelated not much thought went into it like oh here's a kid um things every day or like a well thought out series of five every other day Ooh, that's a great question I would still go with showing up every day. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> proceed to number two. <laughs> I'm still going to try and get out of this every day. Thing, but it's fine. It's fine. And what's really cool about showing up every day is that you can like, 
pre-record, like just how you pre, um, you plan out your content. You can do the same thing with stories and save them. And this way it's, you don't even have to think about it. You can just post whatever's already ready in your phone, but there's also apps to actually share them by themselves. So you could put timers on your stories so that they just share. There's so that's another stories. Yes. Yes. There used to be correct. No, not that I knew of. Yeah, you could only like Hootsuite and them would only go to the feed. Right. Okay. Right. What's are you, what's the app that you use? Oh, I don't remember the name, but I'll definitely, I'll okay. definitely look up and get back to you for sure. Okay. So then you would just, so, but how do you use the filters? Oh, you would just, I know, I know. So you would record it in Instagram using the filter, exactly. download it, and then not worry about posting it right then. Exactly. So save it to your phone and then you can schedule them out. So if you're really someone who just really either really can't show up every day, there's ways to get around it by planning, you know, ahead of time, just as if you were to like use a day out of the month to plan your content. If you are a planner, um, you can do the same thing with stories. So that's pretty cool. That is really helpful. Okay. And number two. (laughs) Number two is we've talked a little bit about this as well, but it's super important is to show your personality. And it goes back to the same example that you're not necessarily just buying the hairstyle, but you're buying the hairstylist and the hairdresser behind the hairstyle or the haircut or whatever it may be. So um, just showing your personality is going to get you along, uh, take you a long way, um, build relationships, build um, a community that really loves, like falls in love with you. So one thing that I um, have realized is that obviously Netflix is a huge thing. And I think that stories is basically now your own Netflix feature. So people are, I know accounts that I am so excited to wake up in the morning to to see what they have going on, to see what they're doing. So that's just something to keep in mind is that, you know, and if you're someone that was ever wanted to be an actress or an actor, whatever it is, um, this is your chance to really show off your personality. It's, it's your own, like, um, what's it called? Your own, um, wow, I'm losing my words. Like real life, like person, uh, real life, like show, yep. like a reality, reality show. television. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. A reality show. Um, so take advantage of that. And I think that that's one thing that, uh, people often forget and don't really use in that way. Got it. Uh, And then I have a third, a third tip, and it's to really get comfortable with video. So I know some people may not like that. They don't feel comfortable. Um, They may feel like they're just not natural on video, but trust me, you get better with time, just like anything else. So really finding your comfort zone with videos and starting small, like maybe doing like a, you know, a really small clip of you just saying, Hey, hope you have a great day today. Um, to, you know, really sharing a story. Um, so I mean, the, the ideas are endless, but I think that getting comfortable with video really makes you more relatable and personal to your following and to your audience. They're really able to see, you know, who you are as a person and your personality through video more so than just pictures. Question. So you don't talk to your stories out loud very often. 
is that so like the way and I don't typically either because the way I consume stories is on mute like so um do you you know if you're like going to be talking and saying like I want to show you guys is like is that more where you'd use IGTV and then on stories use just words or it's it's really true that like you know most time people are looking at their stories when they're at work, when they can't have the volume on. So one thing that I do is just to remind people to put their sound on, first of all, if they can. And secondly, I always put the main ideas that I'm saying in writing. Yes. So that they, even though they can't hear your, your, your voice, they're able to get what you're saying through the text that you put below. So that's super important. And it's amazing how long I will stick around for somebody who's clearly talking. Like I, they're on mute, but they have like the main idea of like, okay, so this is what they're talking about. What are they going to say next? And yeah, absolutely. So that's super important, especially if you are putting um, videos out more so than pictures. Make sure that you're you're really you know paraphrasing below and and just sharing the main ideas because. Yeah, it's so true. Most people don't have their volume on and maybe they're in the middle of work or a meeting and they can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, in the middle of a meeting. Yes, exactly. Right? There's always, we all do it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like months ago, pre-COVID, I was um, waiting for my daughter's gymnastics class to be done. And all of these parents are standing in a close, confined space. You know, we're all like looking at our phones. But it's always that one guy who like the video turns on really loud and you can, he's like, oh, shit. it's always so funny because you're like, oh, I've been there. I've been there. You it's got caught. Sure. Yep. Hilarious. Okay. So as, lo- as far as videos goes, um, yeah. yeah, I just definitely noticed the trend over, you know, the last six months for sure, where instead, so like last night, um, so we crossed 60,000 downloads earlier this week, which is a big deal for a podcast world. I'm super excited. Um, and so we had champagne last night, Kirby and I'll do that. Um, just like, we like to have these mini moments, um, and try and find really any mini excuse to have champagne. Well, we also had, I am not joking, five loads of laundry on the to fold and so in the past like maybe a year ago I might have like posed a picture of like the champagne with the laundry and just posted the photo but now I like it's it's a scrolling video you know like people just even with you with stirring your coffee it's not a stagnant photo of your coffee it's motion I think we're just kind of being trained by the powers that be um to go for video. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's even incorporating video where you would think, oh, cool, I can just take a picture of that. It's like, no, you can't. No. Honestly, it's the whole thing about Instagram is they want you as a user to be able to captivate your audience as long as possible. Mm -hmm. So that's why those videos maybe do better on even on your feed. So being able to really, you know, have your follower stay on your page for longer or stay on your stories for longer. It tells Instagram that this, this, this is important. Let's expose it more. Let's, you know, just put it on. Um, And now if you notice that even on your search on Instagram, on your explore page, there's stories, there's reels, like it's not just photos anymore. 
So those will go and be exposed there. And um, it's super important. And I think that just as humans and as, um, as we consume um, material and marketing and all that stuff, we are more captivated by emotion. So let's say you were just talking and standing still and you were just using your phone to record a video. Your video will do better if you walk and talk versus if you just stand there. So that's just something to keep in mind is that motion will also keep people um, uh, captivated and keep people watching the video versus just a video standing still talking. So got it. Yep. Like I'm walking and talking. Yep. Right. Right. And then, or maybe being like in a, in a moving vehicle and talking, but like even just that moment. Yes, you do do that. I'm always scared that you're driving. (laughs) Every time I do it, Dr. Lauren, I get a message message from my mom saying, don't do that. (laughs) And then I have to remember like, nope, it's a reverse. She's probably in the passenger seat. Dr. Rebecca, okay and safe. Most of the time I am in the passenger seat when my husband's with me, but I am guilty. I have to stop. I am guilty of doing that while I'm driving, but I'm doing my best not to do that. How does he handle all this stuff? He is honestly the best. I have to say he's super supportive and whatever I, you know, I need or I, I, I'm just very, um, I'm a person that loves to be creative and loves to, um, not only, you know, am I, I love chiropractic and science, all that stuff. I just, I have a very artistic side and a very creative side. So um, having him around has been a huge blessing because he's very into it and really, and some days he's not, but he's still there and still shows up with me and helps me and things like that. But yeah, <laughs> but he's, um, he's great. He just, it, it really helps to have someone that, um, can really stand behind your vision and what you do. And he's just been really great along the way. So he takes it really well, even on his, on his bad days. <laughs> but yeah. I like the way you, um, you brought up a good point that I hadn't thought about with stories before that, like, it's a creative outlet, mm-hmm. like all the social media really is. And I feel like it just gets this bad rap of like, wow, she must be really into herself. And it's like, she's being creative and like playing with colors and lighting and like, because it is, it's fun. It can be really fun. And it is an outlet for a lot of us adults who is like, okay, I am not going to have time to rearrange a room every single day or like paint or, you know, do some more like stereotypical, socially acceptable ways of expressing your creativity. Um, This is like, I can incorporate this thing that's in my hand and connect with these people. And that does something for me. And it's a creative outlet. So I really, I like that. It's so true. So you said that stories go into like the explore thing. Do you have to use hashtags in order to get in there? So I really think it does depend on just how well it does. Hashtags will, you don't necessarily have to use hashtags, but it's going to expose you a lot more if you do use hashtags or a location or something like that or tagging someone. So it's just a matter of how well it does. And if Instagram deems it important enough to share. So I think it really has to do more with engagement and how many viewers you get and how much interaction you get with it versus, Oh, I used hashtags and I'm going to get on the explore page. So 
I think that that's how it works. I'm not too familiar with it, but um, I know that I haven't really used hashtags, although I think it's important to use hashtags. Sometimes I just don't or I'll forget to hashtag in my video and I've seen myself on the explore page. So I don't think you need to absolutely use hashtags for it. Okay. So, um, kind of last question, but it's a bigger one. Engagement. How do you actually do more? Cause you've brought up the word engagement and you know, when we're talking about connecting with your audience, engagement, 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 engagement. So what are some of your favorite ways that you will um, engage your audience using Insta stories? That's a great, great question. And I have to say, I have to start with this. And it's that in order to have more engagement, most people think, oh, I am, I'm popular and, and that's why I get engagement. People think I'm important. That's why I get engagement. And I can tell you that that's not true. The people who get engagement are the ones who are engaging. So don't expect to get the engagement without engaging yourself. And I've said this before, it's not called social media for nothing. You have to be social. You have to go out there and make connections and um, comment and show that you care and like photos and share photos and shout out people and tag people in order to, to receive it back. And I think that that's something that a lot of people forget is that, yeah. oh, well, I posted this and, you know, it, it was a really great picture and a great caption, but I didn't get engagement. But did you do a call to action? Did right. you, um, you know, tag people? Did you share properly? Did you? So there's a lot of little things that you could do to increase engagement. So that's something that I think is super important that most people forget. And they think that engagement is just going to come with time and the more followers you have. And that's false because I know accounts that have 100,000 followers and their engagement is zero to none. Okay. So just because you have a big following doesn't, doesn't equal increased engagement. It's the, person, it's the person behind the page that's actually making that happen. So I think that that's really important to remember. As far as like engagement, the things that I love to use is honestly, just commenting on people's stories. We, we focus a lot on commenting on, on pictures and stuff like that, but also commenting on people's stories goes a really long way because it starts a conversation, whether you want it to or not. It does start a conversation. And that's a really great way to engage with maybe some people that, um, that don't follow you as well, that may become potential followers or potential patients or clients. Um, another way is to um, really use your polls and your question box and all of those features on Instagram story um, wisely and more frequently. That's gonna also stir up conversation and stir up more engagement with your following. Um, and then another by thing I love- yeah. By frequently, do you mean, like how much is too much? of throwing a poll out there or an engagement and like, is it yeah. enough to just be like coffee? Yes. No. Like how quality does it have to be? Absolutely. It could be something like, um, you know, or when you wake up in the morning, do you reach for coffee or a tea? It could be something, you know, this or that, that simple to really get engagement and stir up conversation. Um, it doesn't have to be anything complex or on theme or about chiropractic at all. It doesn't really have to do anything with that. It's more just getting people to interact. Now, for example, this morning I posted a question box saying, what's your word for 2020? And I think everyone can relate to that 
because we've all been through it, mm-hmm. right? So that engagement is going to be pretty high because everyone can relate to 2020 and everything going on, right? Has anybody so, said shit show yet? Say it again. Has anybody said shit show yet? <laughs> <laughs> um, not the last time I checked, but I wouldn't I'll be surprised. I'll go on and say it. <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it, it doesn't have to be complex at all. It could be really, really simple. Um, and I think that that's a really great way to, um, show that you care about your followers, opinions, their decisions, um, their insight. And I think it's just a really great way to connect and to, to build a community and relationship on, on Instagram. Well, this is helpful. Um, (laughs) Tell me about your, there's another account that you created on Instagram. Yes. I can't remember right now. What's it called? The Social Chiropractor? Yes, it's called The Social Chiropractor. And it's where I've um, been using that platform to really share more tips about social media and Instagram. And I think what really ignited it was the episode that we recorded the first time. I just got so much feedback and so many questions about social media tips and tricks and how to grow, especially for chiropractors, mm-hmm. more specifically female chiropractors and how to get patients through their door. So using Instagram. So it just really inspired me to, to just start um, sharing some education on that and information um, just because of all the feedback that everyone gave me. So yeah. yeah, I started that. Um, I, I smell a course or a training <laughs> in the future. I would Are love you working to. working on something? Yes. So I am working on, I would love to, I've always loved to, to educate and teach people. So I really am working on a coaching, um, like one-on-one type or group calls for um, more specifically female, the, my female chiropractors out there who are looking to grow their Instagram and, um, increase their profitability on, um, on Instagram. So yes, definitely in the works. Very, very cool. You will have to let us all know. I'm I'm sure I'll see sneak peeks in your story. (laughs) (laughs) Most definitely. Okay. Well, make sure you get me that uh, app that you use. And I will, listeners, I will drop that. I'm not going to do anything. Kirby will listen and drop that in the show notes. I just will stop recording this and be done forever with the episode. And then Kirby will take it from there. Um, thank you so much for being on. And, you know, just, I feel like half the time, or, you know, the last two times that you've been on, it's turned into like almost a mini counseling session for me of like, but I deal with people problems. <laughs> I think that's kind of becoming a, a, a trend with my guests on She Slays where I'm just like, this is really more, um, it's less about the audience and more about my therapy. So thank you very much for showing up for me today, Dr. Rebecca. So I am so happy to be here. All right, She Slayers, um, go find Dr. Rebecca. It's at Chiropractic Guru on Instagram um, and at Social Chiropractor. Be Social Chiropractor. Be Social Chiropractor. Um, and yeah, send her, send her your questions. I'm sure that's great information for her knowing as she's building, um, you know, just educational material for future, what, you're, what you want more of. Um, yeah, thanks for being on. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure and an honor to be here with you. All right. All right. She slayers until next week. Bye.
Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? Sked has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. Wait.